Welcome back, MTN Nets podcast. Going to react to this Nets-Bucks game, but some of the Pistons game as well, or games, I should say, because they played them twice. Thank God they didn't lose to them, and the losing streak continues. I think that's a new record for longest losing streak in NBA history. So I'm happy the Nets were not the team to, uh, you know, be remembered for that in a negative way. The Nets lose here 144-122 to the Bucks, and... Milwaukee played all their guys. If you watch this game, you know the Nets played nobody. Um, who was out? Dorian Finney-Smith was out. Cam Johnson was out. Dinwiddie was out. Claxton and his weird shirt where his shoulders went up. I don't. If you guys saw that, you know what I'm talking about, but a crazy-looking shirt. I guess that's fashion these days. So Claxton out. Bridges played for... Uh, 12 minutes, which seemed like a lot, but hey, 12 minutes for him, 10 minutes for Royce O'Neal, 12 minutes for Cam Thomas. Like Those guys did not see the floor in the second half, maybe even the second quarter. Um, so yeah, I mean, just kind of like a preseason game for Brooklyn. It was a weird vibe, but we got to see some guys we usually don't see. We got to see, you know, some um, Armani Brooks. We got to see some, uh, is it Keon Johnson or is that, yeah, Keon Johnson, I've never watched Keon Johnson before, so I feel like I probably did, but I just forget everything. So he was kind of impressive tonight at some points, but Noah Clowney, Dariq Whitehead, um, Jalen Wilson was really impressive. Set a, a Nets rookie record, I think, for most free throws made in a game off the bench for a Nets rookie. So Jalen Wilson was 11 for 11 at the line, and we saw almost 30 minutes of Trenton Watford. So a weird game there, but uh, a 22-point loss. But we'll touch on like the Pistons game from last night first and then talk about some of tonight's game and talk about some of the, the young guys and what we saw tonight from these guys. So, you know, last night's game versus Detroit, I'll try and get to that one real quickly, but it was pretty damn close at the end. Um, you know, a game where if you don't have certain guys who you probably shouldn't be relying on, they probably lose. Which, you know, that would be um, Dennis Smith Jr., who was definitely a big impact off the bench. And also, I have to give credit to Dayron Sharp, who was really good in that game as well. Um, the Nets started out that game versus Detroit yesterday very slow. I think they were down, like, I don't know, like, it felt like it was 14 to 3 at one point. Like, it got out of hand pretty quickly. But once that bench unit came in, they were very solid in the in the late first and early second quarter, and the Nets outscored Detroit 36-23 in the second quarter last night, which was ultimately the difference in the game. But Detroit did have a 97-92 lead, I believe, with like eight minutes to go, and that was after a Cade Cunningham three, and I'm sitting there like, oh my God, this is really going to happen. Like The Nets are going to be that team to lose to Detroit. Like It's going to happen. But... Luckily, that was not the case. We got some big shots at the end by Dorian Finney-Smith, and then right before that, Cam Johnson made a big three-pointer. Now, the one disappointing thing about last night, I mean, I'm sure there's more, but like the one glaring thing about last night that really pissed me off was the utilization, or lack thereof, of Cam Thomas in the fourth quarter. Cam Thomas did not play in the fourth quarter of last night's game, and... I would have been able to forgive that a bit more if they played him if they played him more tonight. Like if they were saving Cam Thomas for this game versus Milwaukee because they were going to bench half the team, I would have understood it. But as I mentioned off the top of the video, Cam Thomas played 12 minutes tonight. 
So you played a cam last night for 23 minutes. He's arguably your best player. I mean, Mikhail's probably like a little better still, but one of your top or two or three players for sure. You play him for 23 minutes in a tight game and doesn't see the floor in the fourth quarter. And Cam was big in the second quarter. I mentioned how the Nets outscored them 36-23 last night in the second quarter. Cam was big in that second quarter. He must have had like 8, 10 points or something. So he was big in that quarter. And you have guys like Mikael played 40 minutes. And he was awful for three quarters last night. I got to be honest. Mikael Bridges was dog shit last night for three quarters it reminded me of the Knicks game not as bad I think he was like three for 21 in that game so not as bad but like he was bad I don't have the field goals in front of me I'm sure I could find it but like let's see he was six for 14 it felt worse at one point I think he was like one for eight but yeah so not a great game for him overall but he was good down the stretch at least Cam Johnson did play well last night I'll give him that. Klax and Dayron each had double-doubles. They had 11 points, 11 rebounds each. And Claxon had his big moments. Claxon had that amazing play where he blocked a guy on one end. And he came, he came away with the ball. He passed it up to Dinwiddie. Then just did like a full-on sprint to the rim. Dinwiddie actually gave him a good alley-oop, which you don't see very often. And um, and Claxton dunked it. So a block on one end, he got down the other end for an alley-oop. Like, Claxton makes those very, like, really good energizing hustle plays here and there. Um, Claxton's been a little disappointing this year. Like, I was expecting a bit more. But I would say he just has these certain plays where it's like, whoa, like, that was awesome. So, um, I know there's rumors about Claxton maybe getting moved before the deadline. He's a free agent after this year. And... You know, the Nets have to be smart about how they allocate their money. I mean, luckily, Ben Simmons only has one year left after this year, so hopefully he can be traded in the summer to a non-contender. You know, you might have to attach a draft pick, but whatever. So you have him, you know, Mikhail is on a decent contract. I I feel the Nets probably have like five guys making over $10 They probably, like, they have Mikhail. Cam Johnson just signed a big contract in the summer. Um Finney Smith, I think, is over 10 mil per year. And who else am I forgetting? I feel like Royce O'Neal probably has a decent deal. I think, is he a free agent or no? He might have one year left. But, you know, the Nets have guys that make a decent amount of money here. So, like, you have to be smart about how you allocate this money. So do you want to extend Nick Claxton with, um, you know, De'Aaron Sharp playing well behind him? Um, You have, of course, Noah Clowney, who's waiting to have a bigger role in the future if he pans out, which I got to say, as much shit as I give this team a lot and and Sean Marks, um, I will say the Nets do hit on the center position. They always do. Like Jared Allen to Nick Claxton to Dayron Sharp. Like I feel like they just get that position right. Like they F up in a lot of other places, but for some reason with this team, the center position always seems to be really good. And I feel like I'm forgetting something. Was it just those three guys? It feels like it was more, but I don't know. But their history says, like, hey, we're pretty good at this. So, anyway, looking at Dennis Smith's stat line last night, it was not impressive. Six points, three assists, two rebounds. But if you you have to watch that game to know the impact he had, right? He was so good on Cade Cunningham. Like, without Dennis Smith Jr. in that game, Cade, who had 41 points, probably could have went for 50. Like, there were so many times where Dennis Smith Jr. was denying him the ball and made, you know, Every shot for him tough. He made some tough ones, of course. But 
I would say Dennis Smith Jr.'s defense last night was probably one of the main reasons they won that game. And of course, Dayron Sharp and his offensive rebounds, he was great in that category. But, um, you know, it is good to see Dayron finally like break out. Like he's here. He's not perfect. He, you know, has his fouling issues. He got two quick fouls in this game. He uh, started tonight because Claxton was sitting, resting. And, uh, well, they called it like left ankle sprain. Uh, management, whatever the hell it is, but still, we know he's resting. So, you know, he started this game, and within like the first four or five minutes, he already had two fouls. So, while Dayron continues to improve his game overall, it's still troublesome that he can't stay out of foul trouble in a good amount of these games. Like, he's gotten better at it, but it's still an issue. Like, setting illegal screens and, you know, too much hip checking on, on layups. So, like, just stuff like that. Like, it'll get better probably, but. That stuff has to be a little, you know, sorted out before I can fully trust De'Ron Sharp to be, like, the full-time starting center. Um, and there is time. Like, you know, the trade deadline's not tomorrow. There's time for De'Ron. There's another, like, month and a half or so until the trade deadline, um, you know, for De'Ron to get right. So we'll see what happens there. Um, as for tonight's game, talking about some of the guys we don't see very often, um, Dennis Smith Jr. played 30 minutes. He was 7 of 17, 0 for 4 from 3. There was a bad brick in there. I think the shot clock was winding down, but a bad brick in there. Um, did have seven rebounds, eight assists, one steal, two turnovers. So kind of flirted with a triple-double, 14 points. He's a real tone setter. He really is. Like He's a guy who, once you put him in the game, you know what you're getting. He can control the ball, obviously, run the offense. He had this really nice, I don't want to call it like a reverse layup. I don't know what the hell it was called, but a play where he was driving with his right hand, switched to his left hand, and just made like, you know, jelly, whatever the hell you want to call it. But, you know, like really good English on the ball. I think that was Bobby Portis on defense, and he had to do that to get that layup off or else it would have been blocked. So that layup was awesome. He had two really nice dunks, one on Brooke Lopez coming out of the third quarter, which was like basically a poster. So probably one of his best dunks of the year. So he played well. Like Dennis Smith Jr., I think it was like 25, 26. Like, you know, I wish we got him when he was younger, but he's still a solid piece to have. And as I said, his intensity last night probably saved them from losing to the Pistons. So I appreciate that. Um, the Nets record now, by the way, they're 15 and 16, for those wondering. Um, nine and eight at home. They're, just, they're never that great of a home team, are they? I feel like even in the 7-11 era, they were not that good of a home team. I'm sure part of that was Kyrie not playing home games that one year, but still, like they're always better on the road, I feel like. Anyway, um, who else did we see? Oh, Trenton Watford played 28 minutes, 6 of 9. Real assertive tonight. He was going in there like a, a running back up the gut. Like He was in there kind of throwing some forearms. You know, could have been a push-off and whatever, but... He will throw those forearms and get to his spot and do the finger roll, do the push shot. Like, that's just what he does offensively. Pretty good ball handler for that size, obviously. So, you know, a pretty nice game for Trenton Watford. Can't complain, only one turnover. So, four assists, five rebounds, two steals. So, a solid night, 17 points. Harry Giles only played seven minutes. It felt like more. Seven minutes, wow. So if, even in a game where it, they're treating it like the preseason, this guy still can't get run. Like, it's crazy. I, I just don't know. Like, Harry Giles, like, I want to see him play more. But um, not the best night for him, obviously. Seven minutes, 0 of 3. Did have one point at the foul line. So got in the scorebook, at least. But four rebounds. Um, not much else, really. Two fouls, one turnover. 
So, yeah, not the best game for Harry Giles, but, you know, I was hoping tonight would be like the night we see him play 20-plus minutes, but we get seven minutes. Seven minutes is pretty crazy. Um, Jalen Wilson, the Nets' uh, second-round pick, I believe, this past year, he looks pretty solid. As I mentioned, he was 11-for-11 at the free-throw line. He is so good at getting offensive rebounds. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, he's not that big. He's probably like 6'7", 6'8", or could be shorter. I don't know. Let me click on his name real quick. But obviously not the biggest guy. 6'6". Good thing I looked that up. Yeah, 6'6". So, um, but he always seems to be in the right place for offensive rebounds. He had, how many tonight did he have? He had seven. Seven offensive rebounds. Seven. The same amount of minutes that Harry Giles had. But seven offensive rebounds is amazing for a 6'6", small forward, basically. Uh, he had two assists, 21 points total, 5 of 13 from the field. A lot of those were put-back layups, of course. The three ball was not falling. He was 0 for 3. But encouraging signs. Like, he's better than Kessler Edwards, I got to say. Like, Kess had his moments. I remember him against the Bulls that one game, the final big three game. Like, he was awesome in that game. Like, Kessler had his moments as a net. But his handle was not good. And he was a deer in headlights too many times. They tried to play him in that Celtics playoff series, and it was so bad. Um, he only lasted like two minutes out there. You can tell he was not ready. So, you know, I think Jalen Wilson is further along at this point. Kessler, I forget how old he was when the Nets drafted him. I feel like Kessler may have graduated, so he might have been a bit older as well. But Jalen Wilson, I mean, he he looks really good. You know, I, there's certain parts of his game that have to be refined and maybe like creating his own shot. But he is 23 years old. That's one of the advantages of taking Jalen Wilson is that, like, you don't have to wait too long for his development. Like a Dariq Whitehead or Noah Clowney who are, like, 18, 19 years old, you can just throw him out there, Jalen Wilson, and you kind of know what you're getting. A guy who can play defense, um, hustle plays, knock down open shots. Like, he didn't get, like, an open shot tonight. I feel like his threes were not – they weren't forced, but they were, you know, pretty well contested. So I'm not mad at him for missing those, but – if he made his threes, it could have been like a 27-point outing or something. It would have been crazy. So anyway, Dariq Whitehead I was looking forward to probably the most. We saw like a little bit of him in one game when there was a blowout. Um, he made a couple foul shots in that game, but I remember I was bowling that night. I was bowling, and the game was on TV, so I wasn't paying that close attention, but I remember watching him play for like two minutes. Anyway, Dariq Whitehead, 21 minutes, 1 of 5 from the field, made a floater at the end. 0 of 3 from 3. A couple of those rimmed out, so I thought he was going to make one, but that's a shame. He had 4 rebounds, 3 assists. Like, you know, not a great performance for Whitehead. Only 2 points, but it was just nice to see him out there. He looked a little timid, a little shy, you know, not demanding the ball as much as I thought he would, but, you know, it's like your first actual, uh, almost an NFL, NBA game. So I forgive him for that. I think as reps come, like, he'll be fine. So I'm not too worried about him. I just wish a couple of those jump shots went down, but he, he seems fine. Noah Clowney, 6 of 9, 0 of 1 from 3. I missed his 3-point attempt. I don't know when the hell this happened. Speaking of 3s, Dayron made a 3. That was cool. Corner 3 for Dayron. Um, and Dayron's shot, it doesn't look that bad. Nick Claxton, too. Like These guys should shoot more. I feel like Claxton and Sharp should be taking at least 1-3 each per game. Like There's no reason why not. You know what I mean? Like You're not taking shots away from a superstar. It's the Brooklyn Nets. Come on. So anyway... Noah Clowney was 6 of 9, 14 points, 4 rebounds, 2 assists. Um, he had 3 offensive boards, so that's nice to see. 
Him and Jalen Wilson, very active on the offensive boards. They got 10 combined. Um, Jalen had seven, of course, as I said, but still. I feel like Noah Clowney, like, he looked fine. He went to the line, made both of his foul shots. That's nice to see. I think the game was out of hand by that point, but still. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's a young guy. He's like 19. He probably just turned 19. So I'm not worried about him. Like, he should be fine, but a decent performance for him. I would say a pretty good performance for a guy at that age. Um, Armani Brooks played 29 minutes. He had a tough night. I feel like the other time we saw Armani Brooks play a lot of minutes, it was that game versus Miami in Miami. And I forget why he played so much that night, but he had a big shooting night. I think he had like 20 points in that game. This game, though, did have 12 points, but 4 of 14 from the field. So it was not efficient. His shot was not falling the first three quarters. I feel like once garbage time hit, he was knocking down his shot. So it's like, all right, better late than never. He had an and one three, I remember. That was nice. He was 3 of 9 from 3, you know, 33%. Not horrendous, but could be better. Um, had 4 rebounds, 2 assists. So, yeah, I mean, look, wasn't my favorite game of his, but still, I feel like Armani Brooks, when you get him on the right night, he's a very useful player. But a night like tonight, when the shot's not falling, it's like, eh, you know, I could do without that. But, yeah. Um, Keon Johnson, 21 minutes, 3 of 8. I just, once again, like, I was not too familiar with his game. So, He's 21 years old, first-round pick in 2021. I think he played for Phoenix, I'm pretty sure. But he had a pretty smooth-looking game. I was pretty impressed. He was 3-for-8, 2-of-4 from downtown, 4-of-4 at the line. One rebound, one assist, one turnover. A whole lot of ones in these categories. Um, He was a minus 18, which I think was the worst. Actually, no, Clowney had a minus 19, so second worst. But, uh, yeah, Keon Johnson had a smooth game, like a lot of explosiveness. There was one play where he just got right by it. It might have been Connaughton or someone. He got by that guy. Like, his first step was quick. I think he missed the layup on that play. I don't know how he missed it. It was, it was kind of like Dinwiddie versus the Pistons, how Dinwiddie in the first quarter had two layups at the rim, no one around him, and he missed them both. But, you know, Keon Johnson had a couple of those of those moments where it's like he got to the rim, just couldn't finish. But, like, that first step was really impressive. The explosiveness was there. As I mentioned, he's still a young guy. I think he's 21, right? 21, yeah. So, you know, young guy. Keep developing him, and maybe we get something in the future. Um, but obviously on this team where we have a lot of guys who are just pretty good NBA players, it's tough to get minutes on this team. So I get it. But nice to see that game there from Keon Johnson. Um, I think that's pretty much it. You know, I'm going to go down the Nets schedule, talk about some of the upcoming games. 15-16 and 16 through the first 31 games. Not where you want to be, but it could be worse. Um So they're at Washington Friday, which hopefully should be a win. But you get OKC on the road on New Year's Eve, so that's rough. Then you have at New Orleans, at Houston, who's playing pretty well, I think. So, you know, you have four road games in a row. You got to beat Washington, get back to 500. And those remaining three games on the road, I mean, yeah, they're going to be tough. You have to find a way to try and win hopefully one of those games, hopefully two. And, um... Yeah, you know, it's just another tough road trip. So after that, though, it's home versus OKC. I don't know why they play them so close. Like, they play OKC on New Year's Eve and then January 5th. Like, why is it so compact? I don't know. Portland at home, Cleveland at home, Miami at home. So, like, that's a bit more manageable. But these next four games, aside from Washington, they're going to be tough. So, 
You don't want the season to get too far away from you here. You got to find a way to win these games. This obviously was like a schedule loss for them because, as I said, they benched everybody. Um, they did this once last year against the Pacers, and they actually won that game. One of my favorite Nets wins last year. I, Patty Mills went crazy in that game. Um, that was part of their 18-2 and two stretch, I believe, in the beginning of it. So, you know, unfortunately, the same couldn't happen tonight. They actually took the lead at one point. It was like 94-93. So I'm thinking like, eh, maybe, you know, maybe we beat the Bucks here, but nah, they, they pulled away right after that. So it is what it is. But uh, hey, Jalen Wilson led the Nets in scoring. I'm looking at the ESPN now and looking at their schedule. Jalen Wilson, first time all year he leads the Nets in scoring. Might be the only time this year, but still, nice to see that. Um, So not much to take away from this Bucks game. Nothing for right now, at least. We saw some of the guys that are hopefully here for the future. Um, and as for those last two Pistons game, I mean, the one at home was pretty easy. Wasn't too stressful, but the one in Detroit last night, a little stressful. I was kind of sweating that one out a bit. But luckily, some big shots at the end got it done. Um, luckily, nobody else on Detroit except for Cade can hit a shot at the end. So that helped. But uh, yeah, so yeah, 15 and 16 is what it is. As I said, you don't want to be there, but could be worse, I guess. I think we're in ninth place right now in the standings. I'll just take a look real quick. I checked this morning. They were in ninth. Uh, they're still in ninth right now. Game back of the Pacers for um, for eighth place. You obviously want to get in the top six, and right now they're three games back of the Knicks for the sixth seed. I just don't think this team is good enough for the sixth seed. If they pull off a trade for like Donovan Mitchell tomorrow, I mean, maybe I change that stance, but the way... The team is constructed right now. I just don't see them being in the top six, sadly. They're probably more of a play-in team. Um, they got to hold off teams like Chicago and Toronto and Atlanta. And, you know, I don't want to say Charlotte. They suck. So, yeah, really just Toronto, Atlanta, Chicago. Um, you obviously would rather be much more in the seven or eight seed rather than, rather than the eight or nine. Because if, if you're seven or eight, you have two chances to get in. But if you're eight or nine... One loss and you're done. You have to win two games to get in. So hopefully seven or eight seed to be realistic here. But that's going to do it for the video. A little Nets update. Um, hopefully this upcoming road trip is not too bad. And they can hopefully win two or three games here out of these four. Hope you guys uh, enjoy your new year. And uh, I'm trying to think when I'll be doing my next video. I know New Year's is going to be busy. So I can't do that. Next time I'll talk to you guys. Probably like maybe like. Tuesday after the New Orleans actually no they play it back to back so maybe like after the Rockets game on Wednesday and if not then maybe after that home game versus OKC on January 5th so one of those games so we'll see anyway hope you guys enjoyed and I'll talk to you guys next time